One and eight Jimbo here. Coming to you still season one, episode seven. Monday, January 11th. Sorry, folks. Been two months and six days since my last episode. A lot's been going on. Coronavirus still going strong. Unfortunately, worse than ever. Numbers are up higher than ever with a vaccine out. Two vaccines, nevertheless. Times are tough. Times are tough, people. Um, Times are tough for me, personally, on a personal level. I'm dealing with a heavy heart right now. Uh, A lot going on in my life. Like I said, you you never know what life's going to throw at you, when it's going to throw it at you. But it's ultimately how you deal with things in life that's going to make or break you. So life is not scripted. You don't know when things are going to happen. It's not played out. Uh, There's no specific times and dates when things happen in your life. So you got to deal with them. And uh, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, Trying to backtrack right here. Missed a lot of time. Uh, I know last time I was here was November. November, the 5th of November. Guy Folks Day. Um, Thanksgiving came. A lot to be thankful for. I'm blessed. Thankful to have you know, my family around me, it's still alive and healthy and, you know, every day waking up is the best gift of all. It's the gift of life. Every day is a new beginning. Every time you open and close your eyes, a new beginning every moment. So I'm happy to be blessed with the family I have, uh, my immediate family who's around me, my friends, my extended family, you know, second cousins, third cousins. And even for the people who um, who we lost over the years throughout the family, you know, I'm blessed to have them in my life as, you know, people who I looked up to and mentors. So a lot to be thankful for. Thanksgiving was fine. Spend it with, you know, both my families. Uh, wife's side, my side. Enjoyed it, love it. Um... Then we go into Christmas, right? Put up the Christmas decoration, celebrate it. Lights are going up this year. I saw all around town and everywhere I went quicker uh, than most years, which is great. You know, uh, bring that joy out into the world and let people take a little sigh of relief and just pray everything's going to be okay, you know? Um you know, I didn't really talk about the coronavirus like that, but you really can't help it. I mean, like I said, I really not try not to pay attention to the news and stuff. You only get a call up in that junk, that negativity, but you can't help but see it, right? Because then you have people around you get affected by it, you know, different family members, neighbors, and stuff like that. So you, you, you can't help but, but you know, pray and wonder, you know, man, this is, you know, this is, this is close. But I can tell you that, you know, there's a there's two vaccines out there, right? Um, not really sold on them. I, I think vaccines are, are just to see how much the government control the people. You know, they exert the power throughout the vaccine. Uh, I never took the flu shot, the regular one. I'm definitely not taking this, and that's my personal opinion. I'm entitled to it just like you're entitled to your opinion. Um... I believe in conspiracy theories and all this shit. 
Uh, I'm not going to let the government control me and put something into me because I'm starting to see things out there where some of these people have taken the shots, get loss of hair, like off their eyebrows and all this other stuff where there's side effects. And, and, you know, their thing is, oh, you know, you're allergic maybe to something. No, 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 no. Negative. Not taking a shot. Don't believe in it. Friend, family, if you want to do it, go ahead. By all means, I don't knock you. Um, I could tell you with the, with the virus too, though. Another thing, I was talking to some health experts. I have family members, you know, who are nurses, um, friends that's a doctor, other friends that are nurses and too. If you listen to what they tell you, what they see at these hospitals um, with the coronavirus, that when they're operating on a patient and the person has coronavirus that blood clots are forming in real time as they have the patient open. They're coming together. That's insane. That is like mutation. You know, it's like something out of a sci-fi movie or something you see from Spider-Man or the Marvel world. You don't, you don't sit there and see that in an operating table, right? Where you're sitting there and have this person open and you're trying to perform something and blood clots are forming. And that's real. That's insane. Um, this shit is deadly. Then you got people with their side effects, you know, the hair loss, um, the loss of taste and smell. I mean, those are just the, the, the effects on the surface. Their breathing is forever not the same, especially if you have a pre-existing condition. I mean, forget it. Who knows, you know, if you can make it out of that. But don't think because you see people dying mostly with these pre existing conditions that others are not dying that are healthy. I've seen people who are athletes, young, in New Jersey, um, 20-something years old, male, played lacrosse, I mean, was fit, like, really fit, and still died from it. So, there's nothing guaranteed with this, there's nothing guaranteed in life, but wash your hands and wash your ass and watch who you're around, you know, um, we got to let this thing pass. It's going to take some time. This doesn't happen overnight. Uh, these things that are happening with the coronavirus, these are the things you're seeing on the surface, right? You're hearing about the, the effects right now. What about the long-term effects? You don't know. No one knows. Um, I really hope there is none, but cross your fingers. Um, I really, really pray that, you know, there's not for people who ever come across this, but let's see. Um, please, people, be safe. Uh, be mindful and don't fall asleep behind the wheel on this stuff. You know, obviously, if you didn't get it this amount of time, doesn't mean you can't get it. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't fall asleep behind the wheel, like I said. Another thing I want to talk about, too, I want to talk about uh, education. I'm huge into education. Uh, the most important thing uh, that I think about for my child, besides the safety, which is number one, is a child's education. Um, I'm a firm believer in education. I will take an education, an educated person with a college degree over someone with a high school diploma or a GED. I think they're more intellectual. They're more knowledgeable and understand things and have a better grasp of things than someone with a high school diploma or a GED. I'm going to take someone... With that, and that's what jobs look for, right? They look for your education level. That's why they ask you on there for a reason, because it's very important. Is this person intellectually qualified to have this job? 
Yes, they have 16 years experience. This person has 12. Maybe not. Um, again, second most important thing besides uh, my child's safety is education. I enroll my child in a private school. Um, that's my choice. I believe private schools are better than public schools. You get what you pay for in life, right? Um, I can tell you this. With my child being in a private school, there has been no cases of COVID. My child has gone to school every day except for the weeks after holidays. So, after Thanksgiving, that week they're, they're remote. They test the teachers, make sure the kids don't get nothing. Smart. Come back. Everything's fine. Again, happens again during Christmas. Week after you do that, everybody gets tested and all that. Look at these public schools. Teachers are getting like four or five a week. Four or five a week. Failing. Your teachers are failing you. They're going out to the bars after their work because, you know, that's what they do. They want to go out to their little bars and go out and everything is fine. That's my child. And you put my child at risk. You went out for happy hour with your co-workers and thought that that was more important than my child's safety. Horrible. Horrible. And you're supposed to be a teacher. What could you possibly be teaching if you're out there with the intellectual capacity, by the way, because you have a certificate, right? But yet you're going out there because... Hey, it's part of the job, right? We go out after Fridays for a rough week. We go out drinking, blah, 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 whatever. You should not be doing that during the coronavirus. That is not smart. Again, difference between a public school and private school I'd rather have my child in a private school. My kid will have a better education than someone in a public school. Again, personal opinion. Is there analytics to back up what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. The numbers are there. Look at your child when she comes home and the things she's learning. Think about what you were learning and what they're learning. Public schools have gone down, my friends. But, again, personal opinion, have data to prove it, show otherwise, was going around to different schools for my child because I knew right now it was very important. Just for pre-K, imagine it. I had to sit there and actually go to different schools and find out, hey, and sit down with principals, um, vice principals, what is your plan for the coronavirus? A lot of them goes, oh, we're just going to go off what the governor says. You're going to go off what the governor says? What? You're supposed to have a plan A and plan B. You always have a plan in place. At my job, I always have a plan. So I told you a long time ago, one of my favorite quotes is by Mike Tyson. Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. You know what I mean? But you, you're always going to have a plan A, plan B, plan C. Plan D, you got to have plans. What's your plan if school is opening? What's your plan if school is not opening? You can't have a plan based off what they're going to do. You still got to, you know, prepare and plan ahead. Not doing that. 
You know, and you can't blame on the governor. It's not his fault. It's the Department of Education. Education, these elected officials that sit on your Board of Education and, you know, your teachers and the principals that come together and make this work. They're not doing it. They're just not doing it, you know. And if you think remote learning is the way to go, you're mistakenly wrong, terribly wrong. I mean, it's horrible. Remote learning is the biggest scam. It's a scam. I can see what these kids are doing. Like, you, you, you got to see it. Like, they're saying, I have, oh, I have IT issues. I have this. I have that. And the teachers don't challenge it because they can't. I, I know someone who, who's involved, um, who's a teacher, and they say that, well, here's the thing. They don't tell the students this, right? Say the student, um, if they don't do the work, okay? Now, end of the year, you're like, I'm going to fail this person, and then they come to school and they have all the paperwork. Well, I did all my thing. I printed it all out. You just failed me. Now what? Who's to say? You don't know. So they just said, listen, to avoid lawsuits and, you know, anything, you know, going in the paper or media or any defiance, just pass them. Just pass them. Wow. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe it. I can only imagine if I was going to school back in night, this was going down. Oh, my God. I know what me and my friends would be doing. I got IT issues right back. I'm gone. I'm by my boy's house playing Xbox, PlayStation, whatever it is. I mean, you can't prove it, right? Unbelievable. But yeah, education, home learning is a joke. It really is. It's a joke. Um, You know, if you think that uh, we live in a technological state you're mistakenly wrong yeah we had all the technology set up of course you would think we did we were not prepared even you know even every like all these jobs fortune 500 places they were having a lot of trouble apple having a lot of trouble with remote things because it was you know pushed upon them to do it so rapidly um so we failed with all the technological advances we made throughout the years to this point we didn't expedite it fast enough and keep up with it. So when it came time to go remote to work or school, it just failed. Because it was like, well, yeah, we have all this stuff, but we weren't prepared. We weren't ahead of it. Um, never stayed up with it. So you fail. Are we evolving now? Yes. Work-wise, I know for sure we are. Schooling-wise, I think that's just going to stay the same. It's going to stay the same plateau. I mean, it's terrible. I would not want my kid from home from school. I want my child in school learning, the best learning, right there, hands-on, involved. Uh, after 30 minutes, you try to tell a four-year-old, at least pay attention. You're right. That kid's gone. Choom, right to the room, wherever. Um, yeah, I, I think that today's generation like my child my daughter that error will be a technological state this is where the bots take over right like the terminator this is where the 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 t-1000s arise you'll see it. it's coming in the future i'm telling you the technological advances they're going to get from here i can tell you what in in 
you know, in my world, in the financial world, I could tell you that, you know, tech was at like 12% of the market. I think it's at 37% now. 37% um, um, on the market. 37% is controlled by tech. Um, huge, huge. Will it be the future? I think, yeah, I think this is when we're going to see 1980 George Orwell's book, you know, in the future where it's going to be everywhere. We're going to see, um, I see now, I see, uh, robotic police dogs, uh, doing things like a canine. Um, I've seen so much different things that are coming out now there. I'm telling you before flying cars, you can see police moving towards this stuff. You're, you're like towards technology. It's really gonna open now. Watch, watch in the future. I think this is where the flying cars and all that stuff starts. Like now, like hard, when things are gonna start moving a lot. Uh, my personal opinion, again, uh, based off what I've been seeing, um, you know, when things are working towards, I can't help but think that that's that's coming. Uh, big game on right now. Friend just texted me. Ohio State, Alabama. Nephew. Low, low, low. No, you're a huge Ohio State fan. Um, tough game, man. Don't like the tide. I'm a huge Notre Dame Irish fan. Go Irish. They kicked the shit out of us. Beat our ass. It is what it is. Um, but I like to see Ohio State win the game. Gambling-wise, I'm taking the points. I believe that they're getting eight and a half. Uh, Ohio State. We'll check right now for you. Give you accurate information. That's what I got to do here. Yep. Alabama, Ohio State. Alabama getting eight and a half. I'll take Ohio State eight and a half. Uh, I'll take the points in the championship game. I'd imagine, you know, you're there for a reason. Um, I'm going with the points. Lost hard this week. Had a nice 14 parlay going. Like I said, all day I'm 80%. I, you will not, I had, I have, Literally, so many four-team parlays that one loss, it's insane. I'm telling you, 80% of my picks are right. I'll probably win 67%, though, because I'm a greedy fuck. I told you, I love it. I love I love going there. I love going to the book and putting down the money and seeing adding teams and moving teams and moving the spread just to see the money go up. And I'm like, I want that. This week, I had Buffalo all day. I knew they'd win. I had the under prop bet. For Russell Wilson, 247 yards passing, passing, which he did because he's playing the number one defense, which only lets up 190 a game. That was easy for me. The other one was Tampa Bay all day, money line. That was easy for me. Then I took Pittsburgh. I won all three on Saturday. I had to wait till Sunday night, last night, for one more effing team, dude. Pittsburgh, and guess what? They shit the bed. Fucking Pittsburgh. Terrible. Terrible. I hate them night games. But it is what it is. I'll be back in saddle next week. Uh, who do I like? Let's get that over with right now. I'll get that out. I got show on the road for you. NFL football next week. We got the Saturday, 4.30. Rams and Packers. That's a great game, man. Uh, Rams defense is really good. Offense sucks. Uh, I think Jared Goff sucks. I can't see how Packers lose that game. I'll I'll go with the Packers money line. Buffalo and Ravens, great game right there, man. Great game. 
great fucking game right there. I swear to God, it might be the best game of the week. Um, man, that's tough. I mean, you hate to go against Buffalo. Uh, I love Buffalo. I think they might be going to the Super Bowl. I'm going to take Buffalo on that, man, money line. I'll take Packers and Bills on Saturday. Sunday, got the Chiefs versus the Browns. And both bays. Tampa Bay and Green Bay, both in it. Wow. But uh, Tampa Bay plays the Saints. I'm going to go with the Chiefs over the Browns all day. I think Chiefs spank them. Uh, Bucks saints good game. I'll take the Bucks as the underdog. They got waxed last time they played the Saints. Uh, I don't see Brady uh, taking that lightly. I think it would be a great game. Uh, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay in that game. So, Tampa Bay versus Green Bay, the Battle of the Bays. I think NFC Championship game. Chiefs-Bills, AFC Championship. And I think the Bills go. Bills versus Bucks Super Bowl. Personal opinion, guys. Um, it could happen, but those are my bets. What else can we talk about, guys? Um, I can tell you we got a new president coming in. Sleepy Joe Biden. You know, he, you know, that's it. He won. It is what it is. Uh, I see a lot of shit going on. You know, you know, these fucking, uh, excuse my language, but all these fucking protests and shit like that, like, come on, what the fuck, man? You're lost. Who, who, who the fuck has a, a a losing fucking rally? What the fuck? I thought you're supposed to have that shit when you win. You're supposed to have like a, um, you know, a fucking rally when you win. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I mean... You have one down there, and look what it ensues. This is just, this is recent, too. Last week, I was I was crazy. I was at work. I had my TV on. I'm watching. I'm like, is this real? And it was really happening. It's insane. Um, I, I can't believe it. I really, I really can't believe it. I, but I can tell you this, though. I'm going to tell you some shit. You know, his, the, his, the final days of this guy is going to be disastrous, um, you know, the presidency is a dangerous crossroads right now. It's chaotic, to say the least. Uh, Mike Pence has done the wrong thing by not ruling out the 25th Amendment. Um, you know, you, you can't politicize the country. Because that's only going to divide us. That is why I say like to people, choosing sides here, Democrat, Republican, the, these fucking fanatics on both sides, you know, you're choosing a side. And none of them do for you on a personal level, you know, they do not, they don't even know you, they don't fucking know you, Democrats, Republicans, they don't fucking know you, I told you before, politicians are all about themselves, you enroll in their ideology and they get in, they don't do shit for you, you know, just about your vote, you know, Democrats, they're full of shit too, Republicans are full of shit too, I told you about that. Like, people are like, oh, you got to be a Democrat. I don't got to be a goddamn thing. I have my beliefs. But do I think Trump's a real Republican? No. 
This guy was donating to Democrats, donating to the Clintons forever. How is he a real Republican? He's a clown. I told you that before about the guy, man. You know, he, you know, at first I thought it was a joke when he first came in. I swear to God, I was like, you know, ha ha, you know, like, because you think it's a reality show. You don't think it's real. The guy has no shot. I don't even think he thought he had a shot. And then, you know, it becomes a popularity contest, right? And he had a great slogan. I'm not going to lie. Hey, listen, you know, for X amount of years, you had politicians. What have they done for you? Nothing. Sold it. He's he's a salesman, right? You know, he's a businessman. So he knows how to make the deal. He's art of a deal. I'm not saying he wins all the time, but, you know, when you're selling shit like that to the people... Some people look at each other and go, hmm, maybe, maybe he's right. Maybe, you know, where the fuck have they got us? They haven't done shit for us, these politicians. We vote them in. They say they're going to do shit. They don't do shit. He's telling me he's going to drain the swamp. Excellent. But then I told you before, I said it before, he comes in and the fucking guy bathes in the swamp. He's, he was the worst. I mean, it's insane. And, you know, um... Look at, you know, where lies lead. He lies a lot. And, and look what they lead. Not only with the president, but in life, too. I mean, if you're going to lead with a fucking book of lies, it's everything's a fucking lie. You know, and that's what a lot of politicians do. They fucking lie. And I don't, you know, I don't appreciate that. I'm sure a lot of people who vote for these people don't appreciate it. But what are you going to do? Um, do I think exercising your amendment... And protesting, can you do it? Sure. I believe in it. In a civil manner. When you're sitting there destroying things and lighting fires. You know, fucking leading to anarchy and shit like that. You know, that's not that's not good. You never want to do that. But some people do that. And it ruins, it takes away. I told my friend like this the other day. It takes away from the speech and why you're there. And the movement. So you can't let knuckleheads come into the crowd. And that's what I, and I honestly, I really believe that's what happened this week. I mean, if you look at what happened at the Capitol, to say this was an elaborate planned um, thing, you're gladly mistaken. If you see these people, these people had on military gear, militia, like tactical things, and they blended into the crowd. I mean, some of them obviously didn't. They had on, you know, these uh, um, bulletproof vests and, and helmets that, that were tactical. I'm telling you right now, these fucking people went there with agenda. Um, they were a mix of, of different things. They had things there from Q. You show the signs. They had people there from Antifa and Black Lives Matter. The one fucking guy that it's all tatted up with this buffalo like helmet or coyote head, whatever the hell he is, all tatted up. Dude, that guy was arrested like nine times. He was arrested at the Black Lives Matter. He was arrested at, um, at like, the border at one time, like, the wall. He was arrested in Portland when they did the autonomous zone. Don't think that these people um, are all Trump supporters and they're all Trump people. That's full of shit. Because it was a recipe for disaster when weeks ago when this moron asked for a rally for God only knows what reason... And people sat there that are anti-government people said, well, well, goddamn, you just opened the door for me. Leave your door open tonight. See what kind of shit brings in. It'd be fucking raccoons in my house, opossums, squirrels. 
the fuck out of here. I'm not leaving my door open. And that's what he did. He opened the doors to all types of shit. And all this shit showed up. I've spoken to people, I'm not going to say nothing, but who are, you know, police officers all over the nation, you know, and federal people. And they tell me the same shit. They say, hey, man, and I never knew this, that, dude, that these groups bust people in. They're staging areas that their intel shows them. They're anti-government people. You know, they just want to overthrow the government. That's all they want to do. Whether neo-Nazis, um, Black Panthers, all these people, they're anti-government. So, they stage, they, they bust them in from all over across the country. And they pay them 250 bucks a day. Give them food. And whatever they collect throughout the day... They get, like, they go to New York, they bust open, you know, high-end stores. That's their pay. Incentive, like an incentive. For this particular time, they went down there and walked out with the fucking house speaker's golden chair and a dumbass posted online as if they weren't going to come look for it. Like, oh, yeah, no problem, just take it, no problem, yeah, sure. No, fucking moron. They're going to come find it. They're going to come find all yous. Because you went there to overthrow, what do you, what do you, what do you think that you're, these people are crazy, that they're, they're immune to it, like, oh, I can just come there and destroy shit and walk away, no way, but the, this was an elaborate scheme, but you know who's a moron, they knew, the people who were anti-government people, who's the stupidest following, his fucking followers, right, all of his dumb fucking redneck fucking followers. You ever hear these people? Some of these people, bro? I swear to God, when I first saw it, it looked like a fucking NASCAR tailgate gone wrong. I'm like, what the hell? It looked like a NASCAR tailgate just gone terribly wrong. Terribly wrong. All you see is the Trump flags, the American flags, the Confederate flags. The 3% flags with the, the little threes that people believe they're still stuck in the, you know, the Civil War and shit like that. And, you know, neo-Nazi shit. You start seeing that shit. That was insane. But they weren't the intellectual people that decided to march to the house. They were just there. They probably thought they were just there to drink some Budweiser and listen to Trump and leave, right? No. The militia people who were there through the government, they blended in and said, let's march. And then dumb people like, yeah, let's march. And they marched. And then them people let it and they followed. They used them. They were like a backdrop. And because they're idiots, they follow and they do it. And, you know, I'm not saying none of these people were Trump supporters. I bet you the majority of them were. were but don't they're, don't think they were 100% all Trump supporters and that's that. Never happened. Even with the Black Lives Matter. Do you think all them people were Black Lives Matter people? No. I'm sure them people went there with the intent for the Black Lives Matter to march for a good cause. And rightfully so, and they should. But you have these hooligans in the back who are just there for their own purpose, whether to, you know, to loot or cause violence. And, you know, innocent people get caught up in this shit, get pepper sprayed. And that's sad. That sucks, you know, when you see that. God forbid a kid's 14 or 15 gets hit with a with a, with a pelican. I'm sure it has nothing to do with it, but it's the assholes that are in the crowd. That's why you got to watch sometimes. You know, don't think that all these people are, you know, there for that reason that you're there for. It's really not. It's, it's, it was, you know, it's a recipe from disaster from day one, a lot of these marches. And especially this one in the Capitol. This one was bad. 
uh, you know, I blame the head honcho. I blame him, man, Mr. Moran himself for promoting it. You know, you see where where it's where it's coming from. You're telling me you didn't see this coming from far? For real? You didn't see this coming? Dude, I seen this coming from miles away. I just I, I didn't know he had a rally going on. But if you think about it, I mean it was recipe from disaster from day one. It's terrible. It's it really is. I mean, and like I said, these these final days are going to be you know prob- problematic. I think it's a dangerous crossroads right now. Um, you know, a lot of these groups you got to watch. These groups are anti-government. They're not just Trump people. These are anti-government people. Just be careful out there, people. If you want to, you know, I understand people want to march for a right cause. Be careful uh, of what what lies in those crowds. They're not always there for for the same purpose you are. Um, just be careful, please. I'm not saying don't protest. You should protest in a rightful manner. Don't be causing violence to other people, to you know, mom and pop stores or other public buildings or you know, public officials. They have a job to do. Those cops are standing there for a reason. They're not there to hurt you. But when you cross the line, I mean, what the hell you want them to do? I tell you what, I was watching some of these videos. When that one cop was running up the stair, I forgot his name. He was running up the stairs, running up the stairs, running up the stairs, right? He had the, the, the metal baton, this thing, and the guy was chasing him. That cop's a better man than me. I tell you what, I run up that, those first flight of stairs, and your ass is still chasing me. I'm turning around and cracking your fucking head. It is what it is, brother. Because I'm not going to sit there and turn my back to you and wait for me to run up a flight of stairs, and you grab my feet, and I fall to the ground, and God, God only knows what the hell's going to happen to you with that stampede behind you. But I tell you what. I smack that fuck in the head, all them people behind her are going to back the fuck up, right? Because you're going to be like, oh shit, yeah, damn right. I don't want to get fucking 12 stitches in my fucking head. But goddamn, my life's in danger right now. You're chasing me up the stairs. He's a better man than me, man. I mean, I understand he wanted to bring him to the cops where they were, but my man, I tell you what, you're chasing me up the stairs, and every time I turn around, you're right there. I'm splitting your shit, brother. I tell you what, that would have happened for me, but that's me, again, I don't promote violence, but in that situation, that poor guy was in, man, you do what you gotta do, um, yeah, I was talking about education before, I don't want to bounce around, but I haven't been here in so long, that I just want to try to touch base and everything, I don't want to be on the show dragging things out, but I haven't been here in forever, like I said, I have a heavy heart right now, I'm doing a lot in my life, I'm trying the best I can, uh, doing the best I can, being the best I can um, under these times, but I want to talk about you know like education. Obviously, you know there's there's the you know second most important thing in my child's life besides her safety is her education. I want to talk about parenting too. Um, you know, when I think about parenting. I, I don't take from others like their opinion how to parent a child. Uh, my parenting doesn't come from what I hear from other parents or from teachers to say or any, you know, any, anything out I see on the world with other parents and what they do, you know, that's, that's their opinion. It doesn't mean it's mine. Uh, I, when I parent, I synthesize from the child. Uh, I remember when I was that age, what, what I would want, you know, what, what would, what's the best thing at that age for my child to, you know, and not to stand up 
Because think about it, I'm six foot two. My child's, you know, like three foot eight. Uh, you want to, you know, get on your knees and be with the child. Look at the child. You know, be there with them. You know, you're, you're just big giant. So you want to sit there and synthesize with the child and, and, and being at one with the child. So get down on her, my, my knees and play with her at that level. And that's the level I'm talking about. Like, you have to speak to their level. You know, you can't be sitting there and thinking that you can talk to the child like she's a teenager or, you know, an adult. Because she's not. She's four years old. So you have to synthesize with the child. Remember, you know, you have to speak to that level. You have to speak to to, to a four-year-old and, and, and understand. So I remember when I, like I said, I remember when I was that age. And, and that's that's a safe place to me. Like I've been saying for everything. To talk about from your experiences, what it was like being a four-year-old for you, you know, what what would hurt you, what would what would make you happy, what you would love, what you'd want. Um, that's where I come from when I educate my child and parent my child. Um, I synthesize, synthesize from the child's perspective, and I think that's the safest place. I don't go off, uh, like I said, what other people tell me, what. You know, you should be doing, you should be doing that. It's never going to fucking happen, man. It's all opinion. Your shit ain't proven. So, synthesize from the child. Don't go off the opinion of others. Um, that's where you got to speak from. You know, and I don't want to hear it. And that's one thing that I could tell you in life. Uh, not only for my child, but for anyone who has any type of degree or anything like that. It's one thing people can't take from you. It's that your education. You know, no matter what you go through in life and the things you might overcome or, you know, you're dealing with, never, ever, ever, nobody can take your education away from you until you fall back in education, right? Use that intellectual approach uh, in your in your life, in your being. Uh, when things come up and arise from the books you read, from the courses you took, the classes you took, you persevered, you know, and, and got that diploma, uh, that degree, so never give up in life when you're dealing with things and you have that education. And then another thing is, too, you feel as though if you ever did anything, it's like you surrender it, right? You have all this knowledge and intellect. You get into, you know, debates with someone. Uh, you don't want to do that because that means you're giving up your education. You know, you have a higher ed- education level than that person. Like, you're stooping down to their level. So you want to rationalize. So fall back on your education if you have it because no one can take it away from you. Uh, a lot going on. I can tell you in sports. You see teams playing one week, then not playing the next week, off one day, not playing a week, then players, I mean, because that's COVID. That's insane. But that you, you could just tell that the economy and the people, you know, want to push this out. Uh, there's so much money to be made uh, out there just from sports alone. But the economy is, you know, I could tell you this. A lot of people say that Trump had everything to do with the stock market where I work. The stock market has no pulse. The president right now and the elect coming, they're not in charge of that market. It has its own beat and its own uh, algorithm. So don't think for a second that, hey, when Mr. Trump took, uh, when President Trump took credit for the stock market, he can't. I mean, he could, but uh, that's really not accurate. Uh, again, 
we've seen it go up and down through the years. It has its own algorithm. Uh, it all depends what your approach is and how you want to do things for the stock market because a president doesn't control that. You know, that's, 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 that's a big thing. So I want people to understand that. Uh, the stimulus shit, I'm gonna kind of pissed off. I didn't get my second check right now, but they gave me a first check for more. And the fuckers didn't give me another check for less. And it's the same taxes as last year. So I wonder what the hell's going on with that. I synthesized with people who did not get the second check like me, but got the first one for more money. I just think that that's just total buffoon fucking shit. But whatever. Uh, my life will go on. I know I was hearing a lot of things that, you know, they don't want to give people $2,000, that it's a socialism check. I mean, yeah, I hear you when you say that if you kept giving out money like every fucking month or every week. But, dude, <laughs> people are starving, man. People are hurting. You know, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about other people around. Um, what the fuck do you pay taxes for? Like, I mean, I'm talking about, like, the more I make, the more overtime I work, the more they take from me. Like, where the fuck is all this money going? Um uh, I'm not saying, like, everybody deserves it. Like, yeah, just keep pumping out money. I understand the economics behind it, that they're afraid that the more money you print, you know, that the dollar goes down in years to come, which is true. But, I mean, what are you going to do? You'd rather have 20 million people die and have 20 million people less and not spend the no money? You'd rather just get people out and hopefully they can, you know, make ends meet get the food they need and the medical supplies they need to make it through the day or their family or their kids. You know, you got to give this money out. You know, you got to give this money out to people. This is wrong. They should be really working on that. Um, they need to do a better job. That's why I told you it's politicians, man. They just, they don't, they take sides in this shit. They need to change the government. It sucks right now. I mean, the people in there, like, they only care about the people. They don't care about everyone. They just care about certain people, man. They care about themselves. The election with Joe Biden, um, hey, man, I hope he does good. I support, you know, I support all leaders that come in there. You know, this is our democracy. This is what we believe in. Um, I see the things with voter fraud because of him. Unfortunately, that happens in every election. Uh, I'm going to tell you that. That happens in every election. It's like sports. To say there's... Um, Things that don't happen during the game, there are bad calls. And, you know, you want a perfect game, it doesn't happen. You know, sometimes there are bad calls. And, and, you know, it's just the shit that comes with it. I understand that voter fraud and all that shit. Yeah, 1975, France got rid of, of the mail-in ballots. They got rid of the mail-in ballots. 1975, France. Because, um, you know, it became fraudulent. You know, some states don't even have to sign off on this shit. You know, people who are dead are voting, like... It's insane. I, I know people, like I said, here in this town where I live, they were getting like four of them. Their mom and dad were dead for years. Then the guy who was voting got two of them. He got one with his middle initial, one with his middle name. So there is fucking fraud. Um, it is what it is. Joe Biden was the lesser of the evils. That's the only thing I could think of the vote. I just told you before, I really don't believe in either one of them. I don't like neither one of them, but it is what it is. You got to support the guy. He's in office now. He's going to become the president. You got to support him. He's the leader. Um, this shit shouldn't have happened. This guy has to give up his bullshit. He should have, weeks ago, just said you won. Should have been a transparent uh, presidency, a smooth transition. It's always happened in American democracy. 
It really looks like a fucking banana republic right now. It looks like a third world country. I mean, it looks crazy right now in America. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I can see how other continents and other nations are looking back like, if, if they could do it, we could just come in there one time and overthrow their shit. God forbid if one of their people were in the crowd, right? Iranian people, Russian people, it's all together. Who the fuck knows what they can accomplish? Be careful. Don't think it can't happen. Because it definitely can. And I tell you what, another thing I want to give a, a, a thing out to before I get off here is in this pandemic, I, I tell you what, who I feel bad for a lot. Like, yeah, people are dealing with a lot, who've been through a lot, uh, who've been isolated before. It brings back uh, PTSD for some people. It's it's crazy. Whoever been, you know, locked up or in war, when you're dealing with this and you're isolated in one place, it, it really can affect your PTSD. But I can tell you what, who affects the most that there, I've seen studies with mental health and children is so bad during these, this pandemic, like especially kids with like autism or disabilities. This is very tough for them. And it's very sad. I mean, you see the numbers um, more, more than adults, children get affected. Kids feel isolated. Um, 10, 70 percent of them feel overwhelmed. Uh, they need, you know, those social and, uh, emotional skills. And the only way to develop that is to go to school. You know, they need the separation from the parents. They got to develop language skills better in school and pay more attention. It's not going to happen all day sitting at home. It's just not. So they got to get this right. The education thing, like I said, the most important thing besides my child's Safety is education, and the child needs education to build all these things in life, you know, to get them cognitive skills, uh, to develop, you know, those language and social and emotional skills and being attached from the parents. They, they need to get out there. You know, these kids feel overwhelmed. They think they did something wrong. Why am I inside? Why am I not out there with my friends? Why am I at the playground? Blase, blase, blase. You know, all this stuff, it's... It's tough. It's tougher on children. I really feel bad for a lot of these kids that are being deprived their, you know, their childhood with this with this thing. So again, people got to get this right up top. Politicians, politicians got to get everything. That's why it's a disaster right now. So much going on, right? Education, uh, racial and biased in the justice system. Things that are going on towards people. I mean, this president is really coming into a lot. I mean, a lot. You you wouldn't think that this would be going on this time, but it is. It's it's a lot. Um, and about the justice, is there a gender justice? Uh, excuse me, a gender justice? Does it become married or you know who you want? Uh, uh, you know when you're dealing with justice, like is it is it pick and choose? Is there a bias there? Yeah, I think there is a bias there. It's only racially biased. I think the system, I think the system is also biased. If you ever been in trouble before the law, it feels as though like um, you're an easy prey and target for for the justice system. You know, it's sad. And they really have to work on this. They really got to work on this. Um, I really hope they do and they solve it. It's not an easy task. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a month or a year. It's going to take time and a lot of, 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 paying attention, and a lot of voices they need to hear from people within the system who have been through this system. Um, penologists, criminologists, psychologists, uh, talk to different police officers. They need to, you know, speak to prosecutors and 
uh, advocate groups, the American Civil Liberties Union, and stuff like that, you know, Public Defender's Office, and get people from the civil rights involved. Um, speak to, you know, the citizens. Get it right. Let's get it right. I mean, they need to hear a lot of voices. A lot of voices in a, in, you know, a short period of time is, is not realistic. So they got to give it time. Let it form it. But you got to get on this fast and work on it. They really do. They really got to get on this uh, really, really fast. Um, what else can I got to touch on here? What do I think about, like, you know, the, 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 the racist... Um, System, I could tell. I could tell you this. I, I, it, it all depends what you're being taught at home. I'd imagine. You know, if you think about these people who are raising their kids, the errors from the civil rights. You know. You know, is that more systematic? That these people are going to lean a certain way because they've seen what through the civil rights, whether a black or white. You know, because I I know I had one of my wife's friend, who is you know I guess educated. They work in a field where they deal with language, but yet you always hear them, you know, saying to my wife, oh, white people did this, white people did that, white people did that. That's kind of gross. I know the white people I know are not like that. I know I'm not like that. And for you to hold that racism inside you and say these things on the, on the low, and then when you see me or, or your colleagues, you put your hand out, you're so nice and... You're so cordial, but yet you hold that inside. That's kind of ugly, and that makes you ugly. Uh, again, that you give up your education right there. You kind of wonder, hey, is this person really educated enough to understand and have the intellectuality to know that that's ignorance. Ignorance is disgusting. Ignorance has no color. Ignorance is ignorance. So you really need to uh, work on that. And you hear that, and it's just, it's gross. You know, it's negligent. And that person has to work on that stuff. And that's what I would tell my wife before. Like, watch where you get your knowledge from and hear from. Like, is that the type of person you want to hear? Uh, telling my wife, uh, you have to use men to get what you want. I use men to get everything I want and build, and then I go to another man. I'm like, you know what? Not sure if I want this kid around my daughter. Not sure if I want this person around my daughter. Not sure if this person is a good person to raise a child, you know, with a biased mindset, an ignorant mindset. But, again, that's the past they chose. That's something they could work on. Like I stated before, every moment is a new beginning. Every day is a new beginning. So, people got to work on stuff like that. Um... Man, time is running out here. You know, life is full of challenges. And uh, like I said, I'm dealing with a heavy heart right now. Um, it's ultimately how you deal with them when they arise is what's going to make you. It's tough when everybody lives in the same world, but yet we're all worlds apart. How the fuck do you live in the same world? But a lot of people are worlds apart. It's, it's, it's kind of um, where I'm at. And that's tough, um, you know, when you live in the same world and you're not on the same page. I wish, um, I wish it wasn't like that, uh, but it is. You know, there's always going to be another chapter in life. Uh, always going to be a clean slate. 
always have time, you know, for healthy beginnings and spirituality, you know, and, and getting more knowledge of yourself to deal with these things. Um, I always, always, always thought that successful people evolve. They have to change their opinions in order to be successful. They have to compromise, uh, read more, learn more, understand more. I think those are the keys to success. That's why I fall back on education because that's intellectuality. I think the more intellectual you become, the more understanding you have. The more understanding you have, the more you can compromise. It's um, not an easy path. You're going to have to go through a lot in life and it's ultimately how you deal with them. It's what's going to make you. So it's all about evolution. You have to evolve. We all have to evolve together, live together, understand one another. And, you know, like I said, stand on one platform. I, I've been seeing this from the beginning. You know, there has to be equality out there uh, for people, all types of people, you know. You shouldn't be holding skin color against people or the way they talk, the way they talk, the way they dress, you know. People are people, man. I told you. I think we're all cut from the same fabric. You know, we're, we're all human beings. We bleed. We feel pain. You know, we all, people have aspirations. It's because you don't hear people talk about them where they're from, you know, one place over there and I'm from here, it doesn't mean that they don't have aspirations. They have aspirations too. They have rights too. So, you know, it's, it's a happy new year, new year, new beginnings. You know, I, I would like to see people in 2021, um, you know, get better with people. Understand more people, have more compassion towards people and other ethnicities and People from different places on the earth. You gotta get along, people. Uh, you know, life, like I told you, life doesn't, it's unscripted. Things are gonna come up out of nowhere. And it's, there's no timetable on it. It's just gonna happen. So you're gonna have to deal with these things and be. Be ready for them. And I want people, you know, that I'm preaching out to or, you know, talking out to, to understand this, that I want to help you. And a better you is a better me. A better me is a better you. So listen to the words. Listen to the message. Not promoting nothing crazy. I'm not saying anything crazy, but from dust we shall come and dust we shall go. From the dirt, our tears are from the ocean, because we're all from the earth. Remember that, people. I always believe that, you know. From the dust we're born, from the dust we'll go. Believe that that's what the fabric is. We're all humans. We're all cut in the same fabric. But yeah, I'm just dealing a lot, man. 
Uh, right now, I, I can feel it. I, I could feel sometimes my depression kicking in. It's I, I didn't think 2021 would start off like this, but it is. Uh, I don't really feel comfortable talking about it right now. I know it, 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 it hurts that what I'm going through and I'm dealing with. Some of my friends know. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, man. I had to come on the show because I had to do it. I didn't force myself. I let it come naturally. I was going through a lot um, the past couple weeks. Well, actually a week, whatever it was. But it, it just... It's very tough right now. I, I can admit that, it, you know, I, I can get frustrated with this and impatient like everyone else. I work on it. Uh, like I said, I have no speed. It's just it's just life. There's things I got to work on. Um, right now, I just feel like I'm on the Titanic, man. I don't know whether way to describe this. Maybe next episode I can elaborate more. But right now, I feel like I'm on the Titanic, right? <clears throat> and it... the. You clip the iceberg. It's sinking. Very slow. But it's fucking sinking. And you know it's going down. And it's grim. Right? You got the fucking orchestra playing their music in the background. While you're going down. And right now you do what you gotta do to survive. Right? Survival kicks in. Am I gonna succumb to this? I'm gonna stand the fuck up. And, and live. And that's all about adapting to the environment. You know, it's, that's part of evolution is evolving. So right now I'm evolving. I'm just saying, hey, um, <clears throat> this is how I got to deal with it. Whether, you know, it's me. The other day I went to, uh, with my daughter, to, to Snow Mount, uh, Big Snow over here, American Dream. I went and did... For the first time in my life, I went skiing, and I did it with her. It was very therapeutic. Uh, I started doing things like that, playing golf and, and all these things to make myself feel better, you know, doing things I never did before, uh, getting a clear head. And um, I'm trying right now, and that's what I'm asking to you right now is to try. You know, whatever you want to do in life, uh, try. <clears throat> But that, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, I deal with it. Hey, man. You got to cry? You cry. To me, crying is like you know, like a pimple, right? You got to pop that pus out. Get that shit out of you. So uh, you do it. doesn't make you any less of a man. I know I got a knuckle game. Anybody who knows me, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sharp from my hands. Uh, I know if I had to survive and somebody ever came at me, and do what I had to do. I'll hit you with a two-piece out of this fucking world. I don't need an audience neither. You know, I don't need no showball. I don't need to do this shit. So, but that's me. I don't want to talk about stuff like that. I don't like getting involved with that. I could just tell you I'm dealing with shit. I have a heavy heart. But life goes on, man. Um, I hope it works out for me. I hope it works out for everyone who's ever going through shit in their life in this new year. Because it's 2021. It just started. And that sucks. You know, I would hate to see you start off a new year like this, especially after 2020. What the fuck came out of that? Right. A whole pandemic. And now another fucking thing is evolving. Another strand. It's terrible. But people survive. You understand? Your only right is to be happy. Be fucking happy. Do what you got to do to get up and make yourself happy. 
Um, to all my fans, I love you all, even the ones I don't even know in Paraguay and Australia and, you know, or West United States and all around the world. I love you all. But I'm going to keep coming at you. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going through shit. Listen, guys, happy new year. Wayne Jimbo says good luck in 2021. See ya.